Hey, hey, coach. Thanks so much for hanging out with me on this beautiful Monday. Now, if you have not met me yet, maybe you're new to the Bible's Babies and Business podcast. My name is Cami Wilkie. And let me tell you a little bit about me. I am, first and foremost, an unapologetic Christian and follower of Jesus, hence Bibles, Babies in Business podcast. I am a wife. I am a soon-to-be mom for the first time in April, praise the Lord. And I am a faith-based high-ticket sales coach where my mission is to help online coaches just like you get more clients and turn their coaching business into a money-making machine by creating an irresistible offer that serves their client above and beyond and mastering the art of high-ticket sales. Now, we had a question submitted into the show asking me to go deeper into sales psychology. And so today we're going to be diving into that fascinating world of why people make the investment that they do, specifically into our coaching programs. And there are two main categories of buyers that we're going to discuss today, as well as how husbands and wives sometimes approach an investment decision differently because of their unique emotions and how they're designed in the marriage and thought processes and how you can be prepared to handle that in your sales pitch. So this is definitely an episode where you're going to want to take notes and then run to implement. So let's dive in. Hey coach, welcome to the Bible's Babies and Business Podcast. Are you ready to get more consistent, high ticket clients in your online coaching business without having to go through exhausting flops launches? Are you constantly searching for podcast episodes, looking for that key to unlocking $10,000 months in your business? Do you have big dreams of becoming debt free, going on more family vacations and staying home with your kids? But right now your business isn't even breaking $2,000 a month. Hey there, I'm Cami. I'm a Christian, a wife, and a soon-to-be mom. A few years ago, before I was known for being a high-ticket sales expert for online coaches, and before I founded my program, High Ticket Powerhouse, which offers some of the best marketing and sales strategy in the coaching industry, I was just your average online coach, struggling to get by. I didn't know how to get clients, make consistent money online, or get out of the painful cycle of living paycheck to paycheck and drowning in debt. And to make matters worse, my husband and I were struggling through years of infertility and needed tens of thousands of dollars to grow our family. Oh, and on top of that, student loans and credit card debt. Needless to say, financially, we were a sinking ship. My business needed to make money. My family depended on it. That's when I discovered the art of how to close high ticket sales. And the best part, you don't need thousands of Instagram followers or ever have to struggle through another duct taped Instagram launch ever again. In this podcast, you'll find practical sales strategies to use in your own coaching business, biblical principles for the Christian entrepreneur, and a healthy dose of tough love. Because one thing you need to know about me, I don't sugarcoat it. My ultimate goal is to turn you into an absolute powerhouse at selling your high ticket coaching online so you can be a blessing to your family, a blessing to your clients, and create life-changing impact for the kingdom of heaven. So grab your Bible, your laptop, and let's get to work because you were made for this. Hey, Cami. So I would like for you to cover the topic of 
deep sales psychology and um you know like the different kinds of buyers and just to help us really understand how people buy um i do have an idea of it but i'd like to hear your perspective on this um i'm looking forward to hearing the episode and i hope you have a wonderful day Ah, Melanie, thank you for submitting that amazing question. I'm super excited to get into this today. So sales psychology, what a big, big topic. I'm going to try and break it down here in just a few minutes. Now, we're not going to be able to talk about everything that there is to know under the sun, nor do I know everything that there is to know under the sun around sales psychology, but I want to share with you things that have really helped me, specifically in the coaching space when it comes to high-ticket sales. So First off, we're going to talk about two different categories of buyers, okay? Now, I'm not saying that there are only two categories of buyers, but these are the main two that we're going to focus on today. And number one is emotional buyers, and number two is logistical buyers, okay? Now, when I say emotional buyers, I don't mean dramatic people, or I'm not saying it with any sort of negative connotation, okay? I simply just mean somebody who makes an investment decision because of an emotion that they feel, okay? I would venture to say that most of the human population are emotional buyers to some degree, okay? We buy something because we feel something. We are beings that have a lot of feelings, okay? So it makes sense that we're, a lot of us are emotional buyers. Now, Within an emotional buyer category, there's lots of different types of emotions. So there's lots of different types of emotional buying behaviors, okay? So let's go into the first one, which I believe is the biggest one that you're going to encounter in the online coaching space, and that is pain point buyers. Essentially, a pain point buyer is somebody who makes an investment decision or buys something to avoid pain or solve a problem. Okay. Now this is going to represent most of your ideal clients where actually out of this entire year where I've been mentoring students inside of High Ticket Powerhouse, only two of my students actually had ideal clients that were more motivated by their goals than they were by pain. Very, very interesting. All the other students had pain point driven buyers. Okay. So I would, if I had to guess, you're probably dealing with an ideal client who's a pain point buyer. Now, it's really interesting to know, and this comes from the business and brain coach, uh, Betsy Crony. She's been on the show before. She herself has an incredible soul. uh, Well, she does have an incredible soul, but she has an incredible show called Ignite Her Soul. Take a listen into it. Uh, But what we've learned from Betsy on the show is that our brain has a nine times negativity bias. Okay, that's how we're hardwired as human beings. And and we're designed very divinely that way in order to keep us safe. If we didn't have any sort of negativity bias, people would be putting themselves in dangerous situations and 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 our livelihood would would very much be threatened, okay? Your brain is hardwired to keep you safe and to help you avoid pain. Okay, hence why most people are pain point buyers. Okay, so that that that's one type of emotional buyer. And I would, again, I would venture to say that most of your ideal clients who are listening here to the show, you're probably dealing with a pain point buyer. Okay, that's why I talk to you guys so much about how important it is to solve a really big, a really painful, and really in demand problem in your coaching business. Okay, um, now the other 
obviously if there's pain point buyers, then there are people who are not pain point buyers. And we call those goal-oriented buyers, okay? They are the opposite of pain point buyers where they are motivated to invest in your program because they see the opportunity of hitting their goal, okay? They're motivated by good feelings rather than painful feelings. Now, I just want to reiterate right now that a pain, if somebody is a pain point buyer, that doesn't mean that they don't also have a goal, okay? And if I'm a goal-oriented buyer, it doesn't mean that I don't also have pain. It's just to say which one of those emotions is driving me the most to make the investment, okay? Now, um, goal-oriented oriented buyers are out there. I haven't seen it as much but they are very much out there. The times where I've seen this is in relationship coaching where the mentor is helping their ideal client find a healthy relationship. Now, in that case, the ideal client would be motivated by the opportunity, the possibility of being in a healthy relationship. And if we think about the way that our brains are hardwired, like we are designed to be in community, to be in relationship. Like it talks about that in scripture, that word, like God calls us to be in community. So again, that would make sense that if if a person is not in a relationship and they want to be, they may hire a mentor to help them ready themselves and just really be in the right like mindset and and go about finding a healthy relationship in a healthy way. Okay, so goal oriented buyers are the opposite of pain point buyers, where they are motivated to invest because of a goal. Okay, now. We're going to talk about two other emotional buying um, habits that that a person might have. The other is the fear of missing out. This is when somebody would buy or invest because other people are buying and they don't want to miss out on it. So a tactic essentially that you can see in the coaching space um, that is hitting on this type of buying behavior is when a coach is promoting a program and um, they are essentially congratulating or welcoming in on their Instagram stories every single person that joins the program. Okay, have you seen that before? Have you seen like maybe a coach is doing a launch for a coaching program or a course and and every single time somebody buys, they like shout that person out, okay? That is a tactic hitting on the fear of missing out buying behavior where somebody is buying because other people are buying and they don't want to themselves miss out on it. Now, the the last buyer that we're going to talk about today is sale buyers, okay? This is somebody who is motivated to buy because the product or service is on sale. We're about to go into November here in two days. And where there is November, there is Thanksgiving. And where there is Thanksgiving, there is Black Friday deals, okay? Black Friday shopping. And this is a huge representation of sale buying behavior. People who are going out and buying things, whether they need them or maybe they don't need them because of the massive sale. Okay, so just to reiterate here and recap that the emotional buying behaviors that we covered today, and I'm certainly not suggesting that these are all of them, but these are the ones that we covered today is pain point buyers, goal oriented buyers, fear of missing out and sale buyers. Okay, now I told you at the very beginning that there are two main categories that we were going to discuss today. It was going to be emotional buyers, which we just talked about, and there was also going to be logistical buyers. Now, (laughs) Logistical buyers, um, uh, <laughs> my husband is is a logistical buyer, okay? And, and I'll, I can share a story around that here in just a moment. But a logistical buyer is somebody who is motivated to invest based upon logic, 
facts, statistics, numbers, etc., rather than emotion. Okay, think engineers, think accountants, think people who are very analytically driven. Okay, where they are making their decision, not so much based upon emotion, but rather by asking themselves the question, does this logically make sense? Okay, now uh, my husband, as I told you, is a logistical buyer. I'm not saying that he doesn't also have like emotional buyer like habits. Like I personally am of the belief that that we buy things like there are so many instances in our life where we go to buy something, whether it's a piece of um candy at the grocery store or whether it's a house, okay? It it would be irrational in my opinion to think that every single time a person goes to buy something that they fall in the exact same pattern every single time, okay? There are are definitely times where logic um, wins outside of emotion and there's times where emotion wins outside of logic, okay? I would say that my husband um, is more of a logistical buyer than I am. Let me explain. He is an engineer. This man loves a good spreadsheet. Research is his love language. And he is very analytical and very driven by numbers. He has to be in his career. And so what I have experienced, particularly in my business, thinking back to the very first investment that I ever made in my business back in 2019, where I came to my husband and essentially in a nutshell, requested that we spend $6,000 that we didn't have in order for me to invest in my coaching business. And that was like a really big conversation for us. And of course, I was driven by emotion, which is not bad, by the way. Like just because you're driven by emotion to buy something doesn't mean that it's the wrong thing to buy. It just means like whatever it is that's, that's motivating you. I was really driven by emotion. And as, because his divine role in the family was provider and protector, he had to come to that decision. He had to like look at that decision from a different angle than I was looking at because we have different roles in the marriage, okay? Now, to kind of back this up, my my theory is this, that men are more likely to be logistical buyers than women. And my, the reason I have that theory is because men are hardwired to protect and provide, okay? That is their like divine, God-given hardwire programming, okay? So, I've seen this in marriage, like when I'm pitching to a woman who is married, okay? Let's say that the wife is an emotional buyer. It's not uncommon for the husband to take a logistical buying role when it comes to whether or not they're going to invest in my program. Um, Again, it goes back to the husband's divine nature to protect and provide. And in this case, the man is trying to balance out emotion with logic, for the sake and purpose to make sure that his wife and his family are both protected and provided for and to make sure that they're not put in any sort of place of risk to where he wouldn't be able to protect and provide, okay? So if you are a coach that is selling to an ideal client who is married, recognize that you're not just selling to them, okay? You're selling to their spouse as well. And this is why you must include both emotional sales psychology and logistical sales psychology into your sales pitch. Now, what do I mean by logistical sales psychology? Okay, for example, um, if you've ever seen the presentation for High Ticket Powerhouse, then you would have seen that I have a page in my presentation called the, called the logistical page, where it is a page that there is no emotion, there is 
numbers. There is math where I am logistically explaining why high ticket powerhouse is a logistically good investment to make. Okay. It's not just something that um, she wants to invest in from a place of emotion. It's also an investment that logically makes sense. And I back up that logic by having a guarantee on my program. Okay. You must, you must, you must. Number one, have a sales presentation because most people, they they retain information better when they're seeing it rather than just hearing it. And also in that presentation, you have to include a variety of, of sales psychology because again, you you don't necessarily, you're, you may not always be in awareness of, of what type of buyer you're selling to. Now, maybe you are, maybe you aren't, but like it's good to have a variety of sales psychology in your presentation, um, both emotional and logistical. So friends, if you're wanting to learn more about how to get more high tech, high ticket paying clients. Okay. Because that's the name of the game here in the, in the, well, on this podcast, but in the coaching space, like if we don't have clients, we don't have money. Okay. And so it's my mission to teach you how to go and get those clients. So if you want to learn things like how to choose a niche that is going to position you, position you to sell and solve a really big, painful and in-demand problem. If you want to learn how to create an irresistible coaching program, if you want to learn how to generate new leads every week, and if you want to learn how to convert those leads into paying clients, then you need to go down to the show notes and watch my free training, the Get More Clients Code, where you're going to learn the four must-have ingredients to turn your coaching business into a profit powerhouse. Go look at that training, go watch that training, and go implement that training immediately. See you soon. Hey, coach. Thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you got exactly what you needed to hear, even if it stung a little. Every week, I am committed to showing up here on the show and bringing you not one, but two value-packed episodes to help you grow deeper in your faith, build a profitable coaching business, and become an absolute powerhouse at getting high-ticket coaching clients online. And the number one way that you can support the Bible's Babies and Business podcast is by taking 30 seconds to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and then share this show with a friend. Thank you for partnering with me to get these episodes out to as many online coaches as possible because the world needs more powerhouse women building online coaching businesses for the kingdom of heaven. I appreciate you. I love you. And I'll see you in the next episode.